Hello, everyone, and welcome or welcome back to the Skellington Grin Podcast. For those of you who are new here, my name is Alice. I am your favorite magical manifesting podcaster. This is your favorite spiritual podcast. And I suppose a new season is in order. I've taken some time off to adjust to some different things that were going on in my life. And I wanted to give myself an adequate amount of time to be able to adjust and adapt and go through what I've been what I've been dealing with Um, because sometimes life just gets hectic and throws you many different curveballs all at once some good some bad some some just kind of (laughs) eh and and you just really need to give yourself an adequate amount of time to adjust to all of that before you can show up better uh, you know bigger and better than ever uh, for what you're putting your energy into So, we are starting a new season with this episode, and what better way to begin a new season than with an answering your questions episode? So, for those of you who have been following the podcast for a while, you might remember that in an earlier season, we did a series of episodes on different manifestation techniques. And one of those manifestation techniques was the whisper method. On that episode, I received a question in the community tab from a listener who said this. The listener said that they are sitting next to their specific person in one of their classes, and they are wondering if being in close proximity while affirming for their specific person is going to help them manifest faster. I won't say yes, I won't say no, but it is definitely going to be more impactful if you have a decent relationship with that person. So, and it's going to work a bit like this. If you're, if you're using the whisper method while you're actually in proximity to that person, it might be a little bit different. It will definitely work because The way it works is based off of your energy and the energy that you push out. We've spoken about it in multiple episodes before that everyone is you pushed out, essentially. So whatever energy you are receiving uh, with your manifestations, with what you're manifesting, how you're manifesting, etc., whatever you push out as far as your energy is going to be reflected back to you by other people, by your circumstances, and more, right? So banking off of that idea, bouncing off of that idea, using that idea as our basis, whatever energy you're pushing out to that person, they're going to reflect back to you. And it's going to create whatever dynamic you're hoping to create and therefore help you to manifest. So yeah, Um, but I want to say that When you are using, even if you're using the whisper method, when you are sitting next to that person, it's going to work a little bit more like thought transference method as opposed to the whisper method. So think about it like this. If you're sitting next to that person and you're affirming, you're going to tell me you love me. Like if that is your affirmation that you're playing on a loop in your head, they might tell you that they love you because you're working off of thought transmission by sitting next to them as opposed to using any other technique. And 
And it's the same way with being at a distance. You can use thought transmission, you can use the whisper method, which is a form of thought transmission, pretty much. Um, and you can use any method that you want, but here's the deal. The way in which a method is going to work for you is based off of your assumptions and your belief in that method, right? And I also want to point this out, that if you're thinking about it like this, if you're thinking on the idea that everyone is you pushed out and everything is energy because everything is energy, you as a being on this planet, as a human being, as a spiritual being living a, living a human existence, you are energy in and of itself. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. Energy is always there and energy is always in motion. Even if an object at rest stays at rest <laughs> and an object in motion stays in motion, energy is always in motion. There is always energy in motion, even when we're sleeping. Think about it like this. When we're sleeping, sometimes we dream once we enter the REM stage of sleep. So think about it like that. Energy is in motion when we are dreaming. Energy is in motion when we are dreaming of things that we maybe uh, were thinking about before we fell asleep. So if that might have been your specific person, you might have a dream about that person or that person might even have a dream about you or whatever, depending on depending on what you believe as far as thought transmission and thought transference. Um, I am happily in a relationship now and I have manifested a specific person for myself. And um, I know that there are nights where I will dream about that person <laughs> and there are nights where I don't dream about that person I might dream about other things, but I will still feel the energy within the relationship because the energy stays consistent. But, so, so think about it like that, dear, dear listeners. Um, if you are thinking about it from the context of everyone being you pushed out, whether, whatever method you're using to manifest is going to work for you based on your belief in that method, based on your assumption of that method. Because let me tell you something right now. If you are tuning into this podcast, you maybe know a little bit about manifesting and want to know more. Or you're further along on your manifestational journey and you already feel like you are a powerful manifester and you're wanting to connect with other people or, or listen to a manifestational podcast that maybe isn't giving you new techniques, but is helping you to affirm that your techniques are already working because you are a master manifester. You are the creator of your own universe. Another question that I want to answer that isn't from the community, it it hasn't been a community question, but it's been a question, a couple of questions from my personal clients. Um, as, As many of you know, who have been a part of this podcast since its inception, you may know that I am a tarot reader. I am... Um, I would, I guess, consider myself a bit of a metaphysician because I offer more than just tarot readings. Um, I do offer cord cuttings. I do offer spell work sometimes, uh, because I, I am an eclectic witch. Um, I do consider myself to be an eclectic witch. Um, and I offer cord cutting rituals and what a cord cutting is, is essentially removing any toxic or negative energy from you and yourself in your situation, whether that's between you and another person, um, or between you and a belief, you and an idea. Uh, say for example, you can even get a core cutting done, 
um, towards your old beliefs towards money so that you can invite new beliefs in that might help you to have a more financially secure future that you envision for yourself, right? So, but with my tarot readings, one type of reading that I specialize in and that I like to promote a lot is twin flame readings. I've been doing twin flame readings for the past, I want to say two years, uh, was when I really got into doing twin flame readings because I got into the concept of twin flames as well. And I do believe that everyone has soulmates and that you can have more than one soulmate. And I do believe that most people, um, not everyone is going to have a twin flame. It depends on soul evolution and how far your soul has evolved um, and whether or not your soul actually did split because it was done with one evolution. And then at the end of that evolution, the soul will split. This is, I'm pretty much giving you the definition of a twin flame. What, what a twin flame is, is that a soul will go on its journey over several different lifetimes and will do what it was meant to do within those lifetimes. And once whatever that soul was meant to do over those lifetimes is done, only then will that soul split and then evolve and continue to evolve as the same soul in two separate beings. So that is essentially what a twin flame is. But what people ask me is, are twin flames toxic? And people still to this day ask me or tell me, aren't twin flames toxic? Isn't a twin flame relationship toxic? Aren't twin flames supposed to be toxic? No. No. I've said it before and I will say it again. Twin flames are not inherently toxic. A twin flame connection is not inherently toxic. What you're thinking about as being toxic is a karmic relationship, a karmic twin or a karmic flame. And karmics will sometimes present the same energy as a twin flame, but they are not a twin flame. Soulmates can also present similar energy to a twin flame in that they do push you towards growth. They do nurture your growth. They do enhance your growth. They do help you to expand on your soul's journey. But what a soulmate is, is a little bit more tender. Whereas the reason why people think that that twin flames are inherently toxic is because twin flames can also trigger you. If you are healing from trauma, for example, your twin flame might trigger you to heal from that trauma in a in a way that you may not have expected in a way that you really needed to have that eye-opening moment and that is why some people will say that twin flames are toxic because they can legitimately trigger your growth in such an exponential way however just because they quote trigger your growth does not necessarily mean that the twin flame relationship is inherently toxic. I also want to point out that the twin flame flame relationship is not always inherently romantic or sexual. A twin flame relationship can can take place between a mentor and a mentee, a business partner, a person who 
you might feel a kindredness to them and you might have a very strong platonic connection and you definitely may feel as though you love them but you may not go for a romantic connection with that person but what a twin flame does is essentially bring you to a point of growth within yourself. And oftentimes, another reason why people might also consider twin flames to be toxic is because twins will more than more often than not go through similar patterns of growth in their lives and, of growth in their lives and similar patterns of trauma especially. So, for example, if you have experienced narcissistic abuse, your twin might have also experienced narcissistic abuse in this evolution, in this lifetime. If you have experienced some sort of pain or some sort of regret, your twin might have experienced the same things. Oftentimes, twins do experience similar things in their own personal journeys and they will also share similar ideas about things like politics, marriage, kids, the future, um, esotericism, life, anything. Often twin flames are very similar, very similar. And when you meet your twin flame, it can almost be like looking in a mirror. And that is why I think a lot of people think that twin flames are toxic because if you're not ready for that healing, if you're not ready for that growth, you're going to look at your twin and you're going to see those similar patterns, those similar ideas, those similar coping mechanisms, those similar trauma responses, and you're going to want to turn away. You're going to want to you're going to feel some sort of anger and anguish towards it because you may not re- you may not be ready for that healing. Another way in which twin flame connections can be toxic is by focusing on that runner chaser dynamic and creating that runner chaser dynamic and focusing on the fact that you have a twin flame and becoming obsessed. It's the same way when thinking of a specific person. If you're manifesting a specific person, for example, we are, we've spoken about this uh, on several episodes. You don't want to put that person on a pedestal. You don't want to think of that person as, separate, as so separate from you that they're on this pedestal, they're higher above you, and you're, you're all the way down here. You know, that pedestal might be six foot and you're, you know, rocking it at like maybe like four feet (laughs) compared to that pedestal that you've put that person on, right? So you're seeing this twin flame. You've learned about twin flames. You've understood that most people have a twin flame and now you're on the twin flame journey and you're hoping to find yours and you get very obsessed about finding your twin flame. You get very obsessed with finding your twin flame and figuring out who they are and you start trying to piece things together and you maybe start to get obsessed with, oh, my twin flame is already in my life and XYZ friend that I have is my twin flame or Uh, This person that I dated, they might have been my twin flame. So should I try to get back together with them? And 
I want to say that when you get obsessed is where it also turns toxic. And another way in which it can turn toxic, especially if you are getting obsessed with the concept of the twin flame and getting obsessed with a specific person being your twin flame, um, and you get confirmation that a specific person might be your twin flame, uh, this has happened to me, this has happened to some of my clients, they've gotten confirmation that a specific person might have been their twin flame, and then they got very obsessed with that, and what wound up being true is that they had a toxic relationship with that person. Because yes, your twin flame can be someone you might have had a toxic relationship with, and the reason that you may have had a toxic relationship with that person was because both of you needed to heal something. And both of you saw something in each other that you may have needed to work on in order to grow as people. And you turned a blind eye to that need for growth because at that time you weren't ready. And therefore it created a toxic dynamic between the two of you and an unhealthy dynamic between the two of you. That doesn't necessarily mean that inherently that person is toxic, but they may have simply just have some toxic behaviors that they really do need to work on in order to be healthy for themselves and other people. And maybe in time you can have a reunion with that person once you get to a place where you're both healthy, but don't just focus on getting healthy to get back with your twin flame, okay? So that's all I have for you today as far as answering questions and starting a new episode and starting a new season. I will be back. I will be trying to um, do more frequent episodes as much as possible. Um, I don't really have a set schedule yet with trying to get episodes done, but once I do have a bit of a schedule to play around with to maybe... Um, update you guys on on when episodes will be posted and when episodes will be recorded. Um, I will definitely maybe uh, create an outro to let you guys know. And I hope to continue seeing you here. I hope that my episodes continue to bring you joy. I hope that my episodes continue to bring you information and possibly educate you on some things that you might be curious about. I hope that you have an amazing day and you remember that you are an amazing being and that you are a master manifester and you create your own reality and you are in control. I love you. Have a great one. Bye. Hello, everyone. This is Alice B. Skellinger, your hostess of the Skellington Grin Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and if you did, feel free to leave a rating and review. If you would like to open up episode discussion, feel free to send me a message on the community tab through Spotify or Anchor, or simply email me at cartomancybyalice at gmail.com. That's C-A-R-T-O-M-A-N-C-Y-B-Y. A-L-I-C-E at gmail.com. If you would like to purchase any of my spiritual services, such as tarot readings, cord cuttings, and relationship one-on-one courses, visit my website at skellingtongrin.square.site. That's S-C-H-E-L-L-I-N-G-T-O-N-G-R-I-N dot square dot site. 
You can also connect with me on social media by following me at Skellington Grin on Instagram and TikTok. I love you. I hope you have an amazing day. And remember, you are a master manifester. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.